Welcome to Hoop at the Sun, Season 5, Episode 18, where you watch The American Barbecue Showdown, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Chris Lorenz. This is Brian. Noah Singer. All right. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, we do a different reality show each week by watching one episode. We critique, go way too deep, just kind of judge the whole goddamn head hell out of it. So uh, to, to that note, Noah, what's the show description this week? Eight of the country's best backyard smokers and pitmasters vie for the title of American Barbecue Champion in a fierce but friendly face-off. That's American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix. Uh, yeah, so standard competition, but with barbecue. Eight people, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. count. Yep. Eight people. Eight. Eight. The Ocho. The Ocho? ESPN? Yeah. Uh, so there's eight episodes, I'm guessing, or seven. Seven. Let's see. There is eight episodes. <laughs> oh, you got, you got, you're gonna have the finale, maybe. I mean, I the finale know. could be a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you need an episode. That's what I want. Yeah. So you know, we got four judges, eight people. Uh, where did I put my phone? You guys talk for a second. Sure. Your phone's on the recliner. Yeah, so uh, giving some in, inside baseball on the pod. We told you we go deep into the show. Also, get deep into the apartment we record the show. Uh, so the show has four hosts. Um, it's a lot of hosts to contestant ratio. There's two like color commentators and like the real hosts. They're like professional hosts, and then there's two barbecue masters. Um, it's a lot of ratio. Like high ratio of hosted contestants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely. But this is the like British Bake Off formula where you have like there are two hosts and there's two judges. Ah. Okay. So it's just like the but the judges are the hosts and the hosts don't do fucking shit. No, they don't yeah. do anything. So like it's garbage. Great job. Like but, I'd love to be them. Oh, for sure. Especially how yeah. oh, the the one woman in this show is like no airtime. Yeah, she really the, does not get much. The, the dude is also the floor is lava right guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So we got floors lava guy. <laughs> yeah, Rutledge Wood. Yeah, some I didn't write down the two host names. I whatever. Yeah, so doesn't. we got we got the host on Rutledge Wood. Yeah, from Top Gear and Floor is Lava, and then uh, Lyric Lewis, who actually does not have a Wikipedia page to learn more about her. Uh, so <laughs> un- unclear <laughs> how she got into the picture. She has like some weird like. Um, qualifications at the beginning of this. I don't remember exactly what they were, but they were something to do with meat sweats when yeah. she was introduced. She's just crushing it. I mean, good for her for getting this like bomb ass gig <laughs> on doing a show. All right. So, like, we usually save this for questions, but while we're going through all these people, is this an upgrade or downgrade for them? So, Flores like, Lagba is peak. You think, you think it's <laughs> Top Gear? Top Gear. Top Gear is clearly the peak. So this is definitely no. a downgrade. Is this an upgrade from the lava show, though? <laughs> yes. I just saw my stance. I yes. don't think so. I think oh, it's a downgrade. Really? Because the floor is lava. He's the guy. It's all his lines. They come to see fucking him. It's just him. This, he's like barely in the stupid thing. This is like the Ken Jong debate from uh, last week. Is he better on the mass singer, better show, but multiple judges, or is it better for him on I can see your voice and it's only him? Worst show. I'm I think it's way better for to be yourself. Yeah. No, like, you're all right. He has so much more attention in, in Floor's Lava. Like you hear him the whole episode. Yeah. It is his baby, but it's an ugly baby. It also could <laughs> depend on like how much of a producer you are in these shows. Like if you're not the producer on the, your own show, then like fuck no, like barely changes anything. But if you're the your own executive producer or high level producer, then yes. Yeah. Uh, so background on uh, lyric Lewis. Uh, it seems like this is probably like um, I don't say like equal, not like a step up, step down. But she's been like a, uh, a repeating character on AP Bio, so she's been on the show for two years, which is like. Decent show. Oh, wow. she was on that show? Yeah, she was um, S- Steph Duncan. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. This is. I feel like this might be a downgrade. Like, if you want to be an actor, 
being a reality show co-host does not get you anywhere. Agree. If in like reality, in reality. It could also just be a pivot and like, let's go with reality shows. Yeah, but reality show host is not better than like actor. No, but it's got an easier path of entry. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Very like, true. <laughs> you know how many new shows are being produced all the time? Like they need people to run this. <laughs> it's just like I don't know, this is just such a plumb gig. Like, no matter what you're doing, how do you turn down hosting this show? It's so easy. You get to eat good barbecue, fed some cheesy lines. I mean, so there we saw a lot of this. We see the four co-judge host guys, whatever. They're sitting there drinking out of solo cups. That's just straight <laughs> liquor. <laughs> Something got to pass the time. I, that was so good. <laughs> like, why? They're not even hiding it. Um, yeah, so they're like... The other two judges we got. We got judges now. We got Kevin Bloodsoe from Compton. He's some sort of uh, professional barbecue restaurateur. It's sixth generation. Yeah, yeah. he's I, he's crushing it. I don't know if Noah has any internet corners for Kevin Bloodsoe. Uh, Bloodsoe's Bar and Q. Uh, Bloodsoe's Bar. Yeah, barbecue. so he is a restaurateur. I was yeah. just making that up. Because they said he's like from Australia to something. I'm like, there's no way you get to that line without having a restaurant. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be killing it. But then you got our second judge. We got Melissa Cookston. Um, and she's pretty critical. She's like a, a multi-winner of barbecue competitions or something. Like, that's her claim to fame from what I got. So, like, she's like... She's like looking from the other side of the window a little bit now. And, you know, she's a pretty big, uh, she's a pretty hard judge. Yeah, but I, I, I think she's also a good judge. Like, I don't, I don't think she's like unnecessarily harsh. She's like giving pretty good critique. She's like, I mean, I don't know how much of this, like, she was just like looking and watching. But, like, at the end when she's judging, she's like, did something happen here? What happened to this? Do you like smell it or something? So it's like, you know, you were watching them all day, so like you know what happened. Yeah, and she she's done a little oh. bit of the, the circuit. So, uh, quoting Wikipedia, since 2012, she's appeared on TV shows such as Barbecue Pitmasters, Chopped, CBS This Morning, The Kitchen, and obviously this show, Comma Among Others. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so she she's done the circuit. She's a go to person as a barbecue expert. As a like barbecue competition expert, yeah. yeah. Not Law and Order though. Not <laughs> not Law and Order. No, no, she doesn't subscribe to that. I wonder if she like like judges actual competitions like in real life. I assume that's like probably Get, her main thing. Gotta. She's done like so many, and then like just becoming a judge is a natural route. Like you don't need to compete anymore when you just know it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe she wants to compete, Brian. It's all about being at the top. She can roast them. She's got that confidence. I mean, again, to our Wikipedia, it seems like she's just competing, but it's not that clear. I think the most shocking thing, um, man, this is going to go down a rabbit hole. Um, she breeds her own hybrid pigs. <laughs> what? Hy- what are they hybrid with? This is why this is going to go down a rabbit hole. Like, um, I-, I don't know what a hybrid pig is quite yet, but man, this is hopefully going to be exciting. I hope it's not something like a rabbit pig, like just trying to combine like the two meats of like different animals. I'm thinking of like man, man, bear pig, uh, but we'll find out. Um, it's like, yeah, when you say hybrid, I assume she's just breeding pigs for a specific reason. But like, wh- like you say hybrid, like what are you combining it with? Like wild hogs? Wait, what? Uh, this is not really good for the podcast, but when you Google hybrid pig <laughs> there is uh a one of the first three image <laughs> results is a mixture of a pig and a donkey and a human face uh i really um <laughs> okay encourage you <laughs> to go look uh, the, uh, the wait, we got a rescue note i don't this. <laughs> i don't need to see that let's uh <laughs> we were talking about the judge okay so you gotta choose the judges they're like you know 
doing nothing, really. Uh, then we got the actual challenge, Brian. Can you tell me what the challenge was? Yeah, so it was just a standard like barbecue platter. Like you, like you get to choose like what goes on there. So it's two meats, two sides, five and a half hours. Yeah, which for me, barbecue in five and a half hours is like not really long enough. It's not. You're really limiting yourself to certain cuts of meat there. Yeah, and that's also something funny because like they have a full blown like meat locker. They really showed off like everything, but like you could, you name the meat, they had it in there. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they seem so. Yeah. Yeah. And for, like, them to, like, limit that, like, even some contestants, like, took some, like, risky choices. Like, I don't... But I, I, So, like, I've made pulled pork in four hours before. But is that, like, you know... Is that competition-level barbecue? No. They definitely harped in it a bit on the show how most of these people were used to longer... Like, I don't know if cook time is the right word, but, like, yeah, smoke say, times. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, that w- They were harping on that, and then we... I, I feel like I learned a lot about uh, pork butt. Um, <laughs> There's the uh, competition yeah. cut in the pork butt. Yeah. Uh, that, what, what was it called again? That special cut? Like uh, the money shoulder or something like that. The money, yeah. 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 Uh, but little known fact, um, or may- maybe widely known, new to money me, <laughs> uh, pork butt... Not from the pig's butt, from the pig's shoulder. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it came from the Boston butt. Another thing that we'll have to go down the rabbit hole on. No, I, I think that what they exp- is like if you put the U.S. like on the cow, the Boston butt is like the butt of Boston. It looks like the butt of Boston. Like that's the shape. But it was like so for the pig, it was in the top left shoulder, right? Like. Or, I mean, yeah, in the shoulder, right? Because the pig's like horizontal, kind of. It could be the top right if you're looking out the other way. That would yeah, be Boston. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see if the internet has to say about this. Like, let's just <laughs> flip that little <laughs> diagram over. My <laughs> blown. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the money Boston muscle. Butt. Man, I wonder how many strip clubs are in the Boston butt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they got this competition. And uh, I guess we'll go over kind of what we remember person by person and what they did. Doesn't really matter uh, at this point, but it's an interesting competition. Um, we've got our first contestant is Grubs. Um, he is like not in the episode at all, right? Not really. Uh, he had like a few like good choice quotes. Like he was a good character, but he was in the bottom two. Yeah, well, you got to give him that little uh, so bit of air time. He had a sob story where he had a heart attack two years ago, so now he uses less sodium in his his cues, which got him in trouble. Got it, him in the bottom two. It was yeah. a good move. Like when it's like, oh yeah, you're not putting enough seasoning. It's like, yeah, you know, I have a heart condition. I yeah. mean, he's definitely pulling at that American reality heartstring right there. Yeah, I, the Olympics. It, it, I like to call it the Olympic. Mm, yeah. Uh, I am, but I give him credit. Like I, I think on a very personal side, that guy lost fifty pounds. Uh, changed ch- changed his diet. So re- regardless of what happens to Grubs, like hat tip to Grubs. Absolutely, he's crushing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then after Grubs, we got Sylvie. She's from California, and she was even less in the episode this week. Yeah, very little. Her main claim to fame in the episode is. She yelled out, 58 minutes are left. <laughs> We're yeah. like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think she's going to stick around for a little bit. We're going to learn more about her. But, yeah, this episode, not Yeah, much. I think there was, like, a couple people where we'll learn more about next episode. Yeah. Uh, so then we got Ashley, which is from Benson, North Carolina. He is spelled like you think it is, but he's a guy. Yeah. So a uh, little confusing for us. People up north, I don't know, Mr. Uh, Ash. And so, but a- a- Ashley's story, you know, he plays up a little bit of that. Uh, let's call uh, it the, the Olympics too. Yeah. Um. So Ashley used to compete with his friend Big Worm. Big Worm, uh, got a brain tumor and died. And he- <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't sound so morbid about it. I mean, he died. It's a morbid thing. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So Big Worm is no longer with us. Uh, and so Ashley uh, wanted to cook in his memory. And so he cooks Big Worm's ribs. Um, and they're a knockout. People love them. Uh, and a little known fact about Ashley, he's a car salesman. So he definitely brings out like... Uh, slap, slap on the back, like good guy uh, tone to the show, which I could see playing really well in the competition. Yeah, I mean, he got a lot of airtime. He wants airtime. He got it for sure. Um, he did his friend's ribs, um, and that I don't know if there's anything more to say about this. Big song. big worm, uh, but big, big let, worm. Yeah, I know. I have his side worm. Down let's take a little like pull though. Why do you think big worm was big worm? Because he could Defin- do the worm, and he was a big guy. Definitely not related to the penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, with- this is a PG podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what? Since when? I didn't get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's go with that big worm. Did an amazing worm. Uh, so then we got Shotgun from North Carolina. Uh, this is the best character on the show by far. Brian, what did you say he was? Wait, who is this again? Shotgun. My boy. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> what a description. <laughs> That's what I had written down for it. <laughs> My boy. Well, I, I was take just the like, yeah. Brian get a really good name for him, and now I don't remember what it was. Anyway. Oh, I'll, I'll take the li- li- liberty here. So Shotgun is like a mixture between Mr. Mm. T and Hulk. Um, <laughs> he is jacked. But then he also has the Mr. T Mohawk going on. Uh, and he's quite the character. Yeah. Um, he is just full of energy. He says he loves uh, Colt 45 while he's cooking, but I think he's got something else going on in that cook. <laughs> I mean, that he, Colt 45 might have some steroids in it, you know. <laughs> Who knows? He cooks better when he's drunk. That just gives him the protein. That was like his intro was like, yeah, I cook better when I'm drunk. I had Colt 45s all day. (laughs) Like, these are, you know, it's one of those reasons to get up and drink, for sure, is to go out and smoke, so. That's a strong drink for drinking, too. Like, you got that thick malt in the Colt 45. But he is a big dude. That's true. I'm sure it takes him a a couple more for him to get drunk than you. Yeah, that is very fair. Honestly, not even, like, the drunkness, it's, it's very filling. Like, you want to get hungry when you're done with that cook. Yeah, but it's going to be going off for like 15 hours. So you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so spoilers uh, he's in the bottom two and ends up being kicked out because, from all looks of it, he did not know how to smoke very well at all. <laughs> it's like he did the uh, chicken. In a can or whatever, beer can, beer can chicken, beer, beer can chicken, and it was just charred oil. His whole food was all charred. Yeah, it's like okay. This, despite that, though, like they did comment like that. It was good beer can chicken. Yeah, yeah. He they did they did. Yeah, they they dinged him for several things. One, uh, during the cook, they're like, "Oh, so you want to? What are you going to cook these ribs until?" He's like one seventy, like one seventy internal temperature. He's like, "Yeah." And then there's a little uh, cry on the bottom of the TV that says, ribs should be eaten at 195 or above so you don't get sick. <laughs> uh, so Maybe he, that's why he overcooked. Yeah. He usually, he usually cooks under 170. I, he seems like a mighty fine backyard cook, but he was not well fit for the show when it comes to What do to you mean? Talent. He was 100% well fit for the show. He's a crazy character. He brings it love and energy to the screen that you want. Now, he's not a great contender for like a competition. He's like an episode one fodder that makes your episode one better. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. My boy. My boy Blue. I mean. Shotgun. My boy Shotgun. Uh, so he was definitely like the highlight. Uh, then we've got Rashid. He was from Jamaica. He moved to the U.S. at a young age, blah, blah, blah. Uh, He makes four meats instead of two. He tries to make two breads, fucks up one bread. Um, Some wontons. And then he makes it to Top Chef. Top Chef of the Week. Top Barbecue Challenge Showdown of the Week. An easy, like, easy winner. 
He just seems, crushes it. Seems so. Like he's up there, you know, like doing real cooking, like putting some sauce and like simmering it down and like He's like, it seems very calculated. And you, you got shotgun out there. He's just like, woo, buddy. We just spraying this thing. Like, oh, what's that temperature? I don't know. Like, so this guy's really, he's really cooking. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the only one where they focused on his, his, uh, his focus on fresh ingredients. And he's like making everything from scratch, and everyone's just, just taking like powders and sauces. Um, like he's very much in his own league. Uh, Ashley might come in like a a second. We'll see how he brings up his game, but Rashid oh. is just like a cook. He's thinking a different person. Yeah, I think that like, but I'm not sure that wins you a barbecue competition. Might not. I think that gets you like it might get you above the the rest for some. Challenges, but for some challenges, where, like, you're cooking, like, one thing for, like, a day, like, that's just not, I don't know if that really gives you the edge over, like, somebody that, like, really cares and has really done this a lot. We'll see how the show goes. They show the preview for the next episode where they have lobster, you, you know, and I got a feeling they're going to really, like, stir the pot a little bit on the type of competition, like, it doesn't look like they're going to be like next week is sausage, then brisket, then ribs, and steak. I think they're going to go really outside the realm and see how these people can cook. I'm sure there's going to be a classic episode where, like, hey, you have a day, bring me the best thing you got. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can I, I can see that, uh, but I guess like do y'all think it's going to be more of like quote unquote standard American barbecue, or you think they're really going to? I think them. they are going to have, like, four out of the eight challenges will probably be something wacky. Like, you got to smoke this lobster. Obviously, that's a little wacky. Or, like, bring us your best soup. Like, that, like I'm sh- that's just not a normal barbecue thing. If that even be barbecue, I don't know. There was also a spoiler for, like, a different meat type um, in the trailer that was, like, completely out there. Octopus? No, it was raccoon. Oh, yeah, the raccoon. Oh yeah, they did say that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we had that. Uh, we had that uh, other contestant. The there, woman. there's two more. Oh yeah. Okay. There's Tina from Georgia. She was the. One, she got a lot of airtime for like such a nothing burger. Yeah. Like she was like, "Ooh, am I gonna be in? I don't know. Sure, I'm gonna cook. I don't know. Shut up." Well, with Priscilla by her side, she could do anything. <laughs> Priscilla was her uh, pink doll. Yeah, pink pig doll. <laughs> yeah, it seems seems a little odd to be cooking up, you know, her friends right in front of her. Now don't worry about it. She's all in, too. Cruel. <laughs> <laughs> She's the piggy all... pig world. <laughs> mm, it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like... I don't know what there is to say about her other than she was like the fodder for thinking she was in the bottom two, but she wasn't in the bottom two, but she deserved to be in the bottom two as from what we could tell. But like, we didn't obviously taste the meat. So like, we don't really know. I really thought that she might be gone. Yeah. I, I feel like with her, they thought when they were taping, they had a lot of good fodder and footage and then it got to the cutting board and they're like shit and they really tried to pull it out and they just couldn't and then they got too late in the game they're like fuck it i'm just gonna keep the storyline in (laughs) and move along i don't know i really wanted to be gone because i like shotgun i like i thought the producers would like manipulate the vote keep shotgun in because he is he's a guy like this fucking Girl, woman, like she's not Tina's not not the person, unless she pulls like that Lego show stuff where like the people on the bottom like go to the end somehow and get their shit together. She's out early. Yeah, and do you think the show starts to spin off its own cinematic universe where we get the shotgun show? This might not be Shotgun's only reality show. We don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I'm going to go to the internet for this. We'll see where Shotgun's been all his, li- all yeah. his life. Tina's Nothing Burger. And then we get Georgia, I believe was her name. Yeah. 
but she was literally not in the episode. Yep, that she was, was some just of the fir- some blonde woman. They were like, "Who are you?" Like she's like not even in this fucking episode. Sylvia, at least I saw that like she put like the fish on like the the wood boards. <laughs> yeah. Sylvie, I had written down. Yeah, and I just think like they're gonna focus on them like in a different episode, like this one. I'm sure we'll figure out more about Georgia next episode. Yeah, like we make fun of it, but I think that that's the only way to do this. No, I agree. As you like intro half the people really well one episode, and then you intro the other four, and then you're down to six people, and you can like it's so much easier to like get six people in there. Whereas when you have like tw- twelve plus people com- competing, like so hard to know anyone, anybody. Yeah, and they try until to until it's down to like eight at that point. They also try like you, sometimes like they just try to cram it all in one episode, and I'm just like I'm lost. Like there's no way. Yeah. Like I have to continue to pick this up over time, and they want me to be invested. <laughs> I'm not. Not a great thing for our podcast. So we only watch one of those episodes. No. <laughs> Hey, we make snap judgments, Chris. There's a lot of reality TV shows to watch. We I mean, judge books by their covers here. <laughs> no, I mean, we've watched almost 200 episodes, guys. So, like, you know, that 200 different reality shows. So, yeah, we we, we, we got to move fast. Um, I really can't find much on Shotgun, but his real name is Michael Collins. That's about. Whoa! Him. Spoilers, dude. Yeah, you know. Uh, shockingly, not related to Phil Collins. <laughs> uh, so I guess the other minor thing we could talk about is they added a mid-smoke challenge, which was not really a mid... It was just like a new challenge, the new thing they added to the challenge. Yeah. Like two, hour, like two hours left. They didn't make some sort of bread. Any bread. Any bread. Which... I don't really know a whole lot about bread or baking, and I thought bread took a while to make. No, you can move fast. Yeah, I mean, clearly you can move clearly. fast. Yeah. Like, I guess yeah. if you're making, like, a biscuit, that seemed pretty quick to do. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, banana bread was, like, just an hour. Like. Okay. I mean, like, I just don't bake a lot, so I don't really yeah. know. I, I, I think that was a pretty good uh, challenge in the middle, because, I mean, bread is a critical component to any uh, barbecue dish. Oh, yeah, yeah. That cornbread, you know, that's that's key staple in some barbecue, like, some parts of the barbecue eating world. I don't want to speak for all of it. Or even like, you know, I was, I was surprised more people would have probably was due to the time. You know, you get like that slice of this like white bread. Yeah, I, yeah. that's the stuff that the thought ta- that takes a while, I think. Okay, yeah. To get like a good white bread, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's something you just like, a cornbread where you just put some like starch together and throw it in the oven. Like, yeah. That's, that's not that. Uh, but like the bread looked good, like the food looked good. I wanted to eat it for sure. I was really disappointed I couldn't grill today. Yeah, they really got to come up with a concept for these food shows where they should team up with like Blue Apron or Hello Fresh. Like when the show releases, you got that food at your place and you can like eat along with the show. It's shocking they're not doing this yet. The problem is like. You're trying to introduce this brand new show. Like, you're not going to get anything. For, like, who's just going to be like, to be a like brand a... new show? Could just be like a Top Chef for like a yeah. Chopped episode. Where that... like, okay, this guy makes this and Chopped this week. Here you go. Yeah, they got to hook that up. Because yeah. like, so often, these things look amazing. I mean, yeah. this show, I think, is extra amazing. Because these guys are just making barbecue, which is like, not fair. Because uh, barbecue is incredible. Okay. Well, Another critical I have is that, like, they always have, like, the best tools for these shows. And they also, like, know, like, all these other, like, techniques that, like, try, um, trying to cook a roux is kind of tough to, like, just do, like, right off the bat. So, like, if that's your first time, like, I don't know if, like, anybody could just pick it up. No, nah, they'll got to give you some helping hands, right? So, like, instead of, like, making your own sauce, the sauce comes pre-prepared. Whoa. Instead of got to, like, cut your own meat from, like, a big slab of, like, <laughs> pork whatever right you get a little pre-portioned thing like everything comes like good to go like obviously i don't think the food you're gonna make at home especially for this challenge you've got a zero percent chance of that as like (laughs) making it as good as them well yeah it's not gonna be as good like but what if i just like completely fuck it up like i'm not gonna want to do that (laughs) oh i got I, i i got one here so uh i subscribe to hello fresh so i get like 
um, their meals, and they've actually updated their um, product line. So previously, you just get like a package of carrots, a package of meat, right? Then you got to assemble the whole dish and cook it up. They're doing a thing now where um, the meal is like all ready and just literally pop it in the oven. Uh, so it's a it's a not frozen meal, but not frozen. Correct, exactly. And so they could do that, where it's just all ready to go. Yeah, but then pop, why pop. wouldn't they just sell it uh, in the store? Because um, they that's a whole other issue. Like when if you got to fight for shelf space and like negotiate with a retailer, like they're just going direct to the consumer. Hungry man is gonna fuck you up if you try to invade on that shit. Is hun- hungry man still a thing? Hundred percent. Man, I haven't seen that in a while. That stuff doesn't go away. <laughs> Man, <laughs> look at look at them. The year twenty twenty, plowing on through. I guess uh, they they have hungry women. I, have they adapted with the times? Oh, probably not. Man, shame on them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get, back, <laughs> let's get back to this. I assume we're done. We like we talked about the finale. Like, yeah. Fuck the, I'm saving. On, I'm saving a lot for this stuff. So let's go. <laughs> okay, okay, we got some questions. Each week we have a standard set of questions. We already went over one. Let's go over the others. Who's the who's the worst human being? Whom is the first human being? Uh, In this episode. Yeah, not yeah. compared to like some sort of debate we watched this week. Yeah, um, I'm going with Tina. The Pearls. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. Like to be fair, mo like everyone on the show is like fairly okay. You know, there's no one that's like clearly super bad, but the amount of uh like drama, minutia, things aren't working out. Victor, well, actually, she wasn't too much of a victim. Just like a bit she more was like whiny. giving excuses. Yeah. The judges even said that like her first thing was an excuse. Mm. Yeah, so she just gave me like the worst vibes, if I can say anything. Uh, but really, really compared to like a lot of people, she seems a okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no one like really that bad in this episode. Um, I, she's definitely a contender. Maybe shotgun, you know, like the way that he was like, yeah, I'm the best cook, and like, you know, he's the first one out. I don't know, it's a little hubris there. So, like, that's the level of worse we're talking about this week. Yeah, honestly, everybody's just so happy. Like, I can't really think of like a bad person or somebody that I hate. I can't even hate like the Florida's lava guy. He brought me this show that has delicious barbecue in it. Yeah, but it's just like. The hosts just aren't providing anything, so there's nothing none of them in it. Like the, that's providing the contender. Spirit. I don't like there's not when you're not in it, you're just not funny. Like that's that's what it comes down to. It's like if you don't provide anything, you're being host and you're not like then you're not in it. Yeah. Uh we talked about the hosts already. What's the most baffling slash cringeworthy moment this week? Um I thought it was pretty f- like uh, not really. It doesn't fit this too well. But when the woman's like s- like grill went out, like and she's like freaks out and just throws everything in, and then it's obviously just spikes way up. <laughs> just like what an idiot! And she's still on this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, do you have one? The most baffling moment was just seeing all the equipment. Like the- Netflix really sprung out. Like, I guess I also think about, like, Final Table, and it's like, damn. Not- They're spending some money, dude. Yeah. That's that's the most baffling moment to me, like, just how how much they, like, invested in this. I really did not think Netflix would, like, go that far for a show. I mean, they have a lot in the past. The equipment is top, top notch. Well, Ma- I don't really know. Like, they had a lot of, each person had a lot of smokers. Yeah. But yeah. the other barbecue show we watched... People brought their own smokers because they like they timed all their stuff with their own smokers and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I feel like you know if we're talking the level of people that are bringing their own smokers versus these people that are yeah. fine doing without that. Like, we're talking different levels of competition here. Yeah, so, like, do you think that like this one is like more or higher level competition? No. Why? No. I think it's just different. I think I, it's definitely like. You pulling people that have their own freaking setups to like these people that are just you know cooking off of yeah. professional equipment, right? But that's the thing. Like they 
they're so used to it, like they can't like do anything with anything else. Right. That's right. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to judge these as these go on and ask because James is the one that has watched a lot of the other one. No, for sure. I mean, like I like that. Like everybody can bring their own stuff, but it's also like just a disadvantage. Like this is an even playing field. Like and everybody like has to get used to this new thing. Like. It's more competition-like and more interesting to me. I just don't think the people, the level of people in this competition are that high. I think some of these people are like glorified backyard barbecuers. And that's just like, that's fine. But like, that's not like the, that's not like if you went to a barbecue competition, those people would be not in it. Well, they did say at the beginning that like they're, they brought like people from all different skill levels, which yeah, was that's also just, baffling. Yeah. That's just garbage. Yeah. It's just garbage. Yeah. Don't I mean, do that. I'm trying to bring up the description again, but here we go. It says eight of the country's best backyard smokers and pitmasters. So they are trying to go with like upper varsity, but not pro. They're like, mm. yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's just like a weird, like this is every time we watch a cooking show that comes up, it's just like, where in the level of cooking are you? Are you at the top of the top those people just don't do reality shows they don't go on competitions they go on like, final table sometimes but like they're definitely not like i'm sure like a lot of people on that tier wouldn't be caught dead like doing anything yeah uh and then you've got like the bottom of the bottom that fucking nailed it show which needs to be <laughs> die a fiery death is like the bottom and it's just like funny because they're so bad and then there's just, like, such a wide range in between there that it's just, like, it's just, like, well, why don't you just get better people? And it's, like, well, or, like, why aren't you, like, worse so you're funny? Like, I don't know. I know you don't, like, nailed it, clearly. Uh, but I think there's a show below that on America's favorite channel, Quibi, uh, <laughs> where they did the food shotgun show and the people had to recreate. Yeah, but you don't know the <laughs> level of chef those people are. Uh, I would say they're pretty basic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> they're going on a food shotgun show. <laughs> no, I have a very important question. Are you still subscribed to Quibi? I never paid them. Okay, good. No, I mean like... Well, they're we going to go can't... away now, Noah, because you didn't pay them. And that will be fine because then the content's going to go somewhere else. Because they did make good content. Whatever anyone wants to say about their business model, oh, the content should... is good. <laughs> no, you should go listen to our episode where we did a bunch of Quibi shows. Yeah, we did the reality Quibi shows, which... I will stand by our episode. Uh, I was on that episode. Um, the non-reality Quibi shows, um, they really are strong. Uh, they definitely did a lot of go-to-market issues, but I- I'm going to stand by. The content will find a place. All right. We'll Keep bringing out. up Reno 911. Reno 911. There's uh, Free Ray Sean. That was really good. Um, no, we're not doing a Quibi commercial. The world's Stop most talking. Game. Stop talking. I get an affiliate fee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite minor minutia, Brian? I know you have some written down. Ooh, man. So, one of like the smart hosts got really angry at the Flores Lava guy because he was cutting the ribs with a butter knife. Oh yeah, that that was good. <laughs> Oh my god! He's like, oh man, look how all well that cut with a butter. You cutting that with a butter knife? Yeah, that that's the exact reason why they need to go away. Like they're already fucking it up. Like, get him out. <laughs> get away from the meat. No, <laughs> that was a good moment. Uh, I have a couple. One I have is like the one woman was like, "Yeah, when I make bread, we just take the lard and the coffee that we made this morning. We put it like." Or no, she put the coffee in some sort of like gravy. So like day-old coffee in this gravy. It was gross. And then she like substituted like you know, room temperature lard for like butter, frozen butter or something. He's like, I hope that works out. And I'm like, we we know the level of cooking we have in this episode. Uh but I feel like the coffee thing might be the most baffling. That, like, that might be a baffling moment. I forgot about that coffee thing, but now you're totally right. <laughs> like, well, you can't take the coffee that's been sitting in the pot all day. No one wants I, that. I don't know what that adds to the damn thing. Like, that's just weird. Why do know. I need to be like riding high like after this cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in the bread. 
To be fair. Oh, it was, it was in, the, oh, it was in the gravy. Sorry, yeah. Gravy. <laughs> yeah, what, what kind of cornbread are we doing? <laughs> Some day old coffee. <laughs> Uh, Tricks of the trade. So I'm going to go deep in the, the minutiae. Okay. Uh, so one, I see that those pork butts uh, and looked up why they are called pork butts. Okay. Uh, pork butts are named after the barrels pork used to be stored in around the time of the Revolutionary War. So it wouldn't have mapped to the United States because obviously it was like a pencil at the time. Not. U.S. as we see them today, um, and what pork was called in then was called butts. Um, they're just called butts, and in New England, Boston, um, it was a known specialty to get your pork there. Ergo, pork butts. Um, Wait, I'm still lost. That's about like so. Like so back they, in the day, they just called pork butts. So pork was stored in barrels that they called butts. And uh, pork in New England was a specialty. I see. So New England would ship their pork in butts. Yeah. Yeah. And that you'd get your pork. Do you get that pork from that butt? You get the Boston butt, which then goes to pork butt. All um, right. The other thing I think I'm going to show in the show, um, I really like they were talking about how no one had like a dial on their grill. Everyone had to make their own fire and, like, get the temperature right, uh, which was something I think they actually could have, like, spent a lot more time on because uh, that seems like a real hard thing to just use coal and wood and get a right temperature. I mean, once you get – I mean, you're right. Get it there and keep it there, definitely not, like – I'm not doing that. I don't know how to do that, so, like, by all means. Maybe they'll actually do it because – they actually were kind of good about educating us during the show. A little bit. We learned uh, a little bit. We learned we lo- about the pork butts. We learned about how there is a pork head in the in the meat locker, which was a great moment. Well, I mean, like they also described like another like um, the pork belly. Like they they went into a couple different uh, spots for meat. So they're definitely doing a little History Channel stuff. Yeah. I didn't think they did a great job of like, hey, this is the basics of barbecue. You put the coals in here. This is how you kind of get it to the right temperature. And then like, you know, you put the meat on for like three hours. It'll do that. Like that's not, like, you can't watch. What I want is we watch eight hours of this and then be like, feel like really good to go out there and smoke something. Like I'd be able to do it without like doing anything else. And I don't think it's doing, I don't think it's going to do that. If the show had Nazis in it, do you think it would be on the History Channel? Uh, no, Ancient Aliens mm. taught them how to barbecue. That's the That'll Ancient the Alien Barbecue Show. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Nazis aren't on the History Channel anymore. It's all no? Pawn Stars and and like haunted shows. Man, I always thought the History Channel was just like everything to do with Nazis. Yeah, it used to be about history, and then like. Then you've got the ancient aliens shows kind of started up, showing up, and then you got that Pawn Stars, and now it's just like, what was the last show we watched on History Channel? Like some truck <laughs> competition show? Like, like, like what is this? Oh yeah, that one did actually provide a little history in the truck too, but like, yeah, it wasn't really <laughs> it was history. history. <laughs> Not history. Then you have the, like the American Pickers thing. That's a, like it's just fucking garbage. There's nothing to do with history. No, man. Whereas like this. Try and teach you some barbecue. Some. some. I definitely learned more about like where the cuts of meat were, which is nice. I think it would be cool actually to learn the history of barbecue and like the different variations, how they came about. I'm sure there's some pretty good stories there. Yeah, we need really like a Churchill secret agents here where it's like, okay, this show is really about teaching you to barbecue, but there's also this competition going on at the same time. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, this is a competition and you're watching it. There's sprinkle some thought, like some nuggets in there. Really is what we need. We need more of that. More of the Churchill's style. Could always use more Churchill. Less Nazis. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's our next question, Brian? Let's uh, let's do drinking question. Drinking. Brian, do you have a good drinking rule? Every time you see a cut of meat. <laughs> oh, Ooh. that is a good one, Brian. Oh, what is? Um, anytime they like. Give a cutaway to a judge, take a drink. I feel like there's a lot of cutaways of judges. I'm going to do one that sounds like a, a cop-out, but I think it fits for the show. 
every time they cut to a confessional. Yeah, that's what I was kind of going yeah. with with the, the, the judge. Mm-hmm. Like the confessionals were like, like a great level for a drinking game. Yeah, that yeah. could just be a reality show drinking game. Is anytime yeah. you confessional drink. Man, we should uh, come up with like a card game that does like a reality drink game, and we just like push that out that fits with any reality show. How is that work? How is that going to work? So, so you everyone yeah. gets dealt five cards, and those are the drinking rules they have to abide by. We got to figure out the details, but I, I feel like we can. We know enough about reality TV and a structure. Where we can come up, maybe maybe it's Candyland, maybe it's card games. We'll figure it out. Uh, and people love that reality TV and drinking, especially that Real Housewives crowd. We can pair like uh, Skinny Girl mar- Margarita in this thing. We're, we're gonna be living large. I mean, reach out to us if you want to take over our social presen- <laughs> presence because I think we have a we'd have a good social presence if we just shared these drinking rules. If we like would actually try. I I got another one. Okay. Take a shot for a sob story. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. That's that's a general reality show one now too. Yep, yep. That that could get you real in real trouble, Brand. Real trouble. No, for sure. But it's also like one that only happens like once in episodes. So it's like it, it's gonna get so, a shot. So, Brian, that would it count? So this episode that uh, was Ashley talked about is whatever his dead friend is. Yeah, big worm. worm. <laughs> big worm, <laughs> and then talked about big worm like in the second half of the episode. No, you only that, get you only get one. Like only it's one, the introduction of the st- <laughs> the only one sob per like only one shot for per sob story. Yeah, you constantly bring it up. Like no, like I can't control I that. That's keep, production. You still have to drink. I think like they keep bringing up their same same sob story. You just take a drink. You take a sip. Okay, I can see that. But the like, first time you gotta take a shot. Okay. Spanro tears, Brian. I see how you roll. (laughs) I'm going to go with another easy reality rule. Um, When they introduce a sub-challenge in an already existing challenge. Yeah. I I thought that, like, the last one we did did a sub-challenge, too. But it was, like, in the next... The overall challenge is, like, eight hours. But they were, like, in the next half hour... Make me like lunch because I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> it. It was the Kingsford barbecue, Kingsford charcoal barbecue challenge or the, some shit. The Kingston, it's Kingston. Kingston right? Sorry, <laughs> the Kingston. Kingston. Another uh, drinking rule. Whenever there is a character that comes out and is super cocky, drink up. But that's only like the first episode of these. Yeah. Yeah, we only watch the first episode. I don't really watch reality TV. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a little skewed on what's in reality TV shows. All right, all right. Next, our f- second to favorite question here is, what's the production schedule of this show? They told us in the beginning. What do they say? Eight weeks. Eight weeks? Eight weeks. Yeah. There's no way this thing was eight weeks. That's what they said, dude. Oh, I guess <laughs> it, it must be the British Bake Off thing where every weekend you come in and do a challenge. Maybe like a lot of them were from North Carolina. Yeah, I mean that's it has to be. That's the only way that works. Yeah. I was gonna say like eight days, but like eight weeks. I mean that, they said it was eight weeks. Yeah, they definitely said it was eight weeks. Like there's no questioning that. I just don't believe eight, that. Eight days would be so nuts. Like can you imagine doing that like twenty four hour big twenty four hour challenges? Like, oh fuck. Well, it. I mean it depends what the challenges are, but I think each challenge will be done in a day, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. like, to have a day between each one, like, that seems like a lot. Give me hiring those professional judges and co-hosts to be around for two weeks. This is ridiculous, Brian. That's so expensive. You mean Flores Lava Guy has cost them a lot? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is More weird. than if he was there for two weeks. Yeah. Fair. It, it, something doesn't add up there. Um, or maybe I, it's just yeah. like two like business weeks where it's just like Monday through Friday. No, no, no. It said eight weeks. I'm just saying, like in the normal, how you would normally do this. Here's what you do: you bring them to a campus and you go day one, Florida's lava. Day two, American barbecue <laughs> challenge, and you just keep rolling through. Like that's how they run it. They just blue screen them in. So I, I think we need to get a little more creative here. Uh, my bet is the first. Maybe let's call it five or six episodes back to back. They're pumping them. Then maybe like in the last two or three or so, it's like a one week, two week, go home, 
make your thing. Like I don't think so. I think it's the the Great British Bake Off is like normal people come in on the weekend. We give you a challenge to do the week, and then you come back and you and you do it. So they're they're just flying and back 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 and forth. Yeah, they come into the studio every weekend. Wild. I England's not that big, dude. Like, there's no flying in England to get to like different parts of England. No, no. Get that train. Are you sure? Or subway. You just drive. You're gonna hold, you're, you're, you're gonna hold that fact. Yeah. The England. <laughs> I mean, if you go from top to bottom of England, that's probably like a 10, 12 hour drive. Like, but like side to side England's like, or like new like UK is probably like four hours. Says that. Well. I'm just saying, like, the, yeah, wherever they're filming, it is, it's it's just like, hey, you want to be on this reality show? Oh, it looks like you live four hours away. Are you sure you can make it? Yeah, British Bake Off, I get. And then, for, yeah, but for this show, yeah, I, I think they then are definitely screening in that radius. And it's like, it's, you got to drive here, you know? It's and, definitely in whatever radius they're filming this. Interesting. So that they're probably then doing, like, if, in Charlotte. If yeah. they're doing this eight week bullshit, which I don't know exactly what they're You think doing. they're lying to us? They could be. They always do. Mm. It was also a really sunny day this episode. Yeah, it was very it was very hot. So like, you know, it depends on like what the weather changes are. Like let me do a quick little search where they taped it. My bet, just based on where the contestants, it's in North Carolina. Yeah, there was like four contestants from North Carolina. Yeah. And the other people just didn't say they were they said they were from Georgia. They didn't actually say where they lived. Um, so, uh, oh, Covington, Georgia. There wow, it is. Wow, that yeah. came up much quicker than I thought. Did it say eight weeks? Um, I just looked for the location. Um, I'll get back to you on that if I can find it. Uh, so Brian, what are the shows that inspired this show? What shows are the daddies of this show? You kidding me? Barbecue Pitmasters. Like that is like, that is the direct father of this. There's no question, knowing going to Mari. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. <laughs> but like you go back in the day, like this thing is like classic schlock reality competition format. Yeah. That like, Netflix is Netflix is real, really making these. This is what they make. They're like, hmm, people like to knit and yarn. All right, send them out. Do another Eight-person competition. And Send it s- in. And for some reason, it's kind of interesting to watch. Sometimes. Sometimes. We didn't really like that glass-blowing one. was kind of boring. Yeah. I like that one. That one was okay. Like, it wasn't, like, great, but it wasn't bad. It just was... Well, like, this This show matters way better than that glass one. Maybe it's because they can eat the stuff on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think this fits well for ne- Netflix, right? Like... Their whole thing is to make content that doesn't get old. Like, you can watch a show in six years. It's the same as watching it today. Uh, I don't know. Post-COVID stuff's going to be a little different. Yeah, you can't be sharing those ribs like that. <laughs> six, six years from now, we're going to not even remember COVID. Like, not true. Very, Th- no, I'm, I'm being hyper- hyperbolic, okay, okay. but like, we're definitely going to be past the time where... What they did in the show was fine. All right, no, no, I'm not sure I agree with you. You you can put a reminder six years from now. <laughs> hold me to my word. <laughs> listen, listen to forty minutes into this podcast to get context for every time. Put a reminder, like tell Siri or you know Google, like, hey, six years from now, are we past this whole like everyone mask up, don't hang out in groups, we can share food again? I, I'm, I'm gonna go with yes. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of scars. Definitely will be scars. Like society will operate a little bit differently, but the like sharing barbecue, we're we're going to be back at that. All right, um, let's do it. Our last question. Let's do some ratings. So we do a stack ranking system. So you go top, middle, bottom, third reality show. We're not comparing this to you know The Sopranos. So like this is we're comparing it to like American Idol. That schlocky garbage. That's where we're at. Brian, give me your rating. Bottom of the top. Honestly, it was just Barbecue Pitmasters, and that was an enjoyable show. And you're also kind of learning a little bit. I think they did improve upon it, because that was one of our critiques about Barbecue Pitmasters. So, got rid of... I think I 
I don't remember what I rated it as, honestly. Like, <laughs> I hope I rated it a little higher or maybe about the same. Uh, no idea. This is a solid middle show. Um, definitely not bad, but I also am not craving to watch more. Uh, so it was enjoyable to check it out, see what they got going on. Uh, but it's very unlikely I watch more unless I want to like really uh, jazz myself up for some barbecue. So middle of the middle. Um, I'm I'm kind of between the middle and the top. I think that like it's it's a good show, but it's just like a standard competition show, which is just, like inherently kind of boring. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go middle. I, the barbecue really makes it middle plus. Top of the middle, which I don't usually give, but uh, that's where I'm going to put it. That's where it's going to be. That's it. That's our discussion of American Barbecue Cookout Challenge of the Century of the Week. Showdown time. Hell yeah. Show me the meat. Show me. Oh, man, we missed that minutia. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wrote that down, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, Chris, do you want to say where Show Me the Meat comes from? So, Show Me the Meat is the countdown, end of the countdown. They're like, five, four, two, one, show me the meat. And everyone had to put their hands away. Like I like that countdown. Yeah. Five, four, two, one. Well, I didn't. I was I'm tired of it. It was already over it. So <laughs> I needed to speed it up. <laughs> Fuck those three. Uh, sh- little, little known fact, show me the meat. Um, second top rated male strip club in the outer Houston suburbs. Uh, I think your internet corner is going a little oh, too yeah. deep. Whoa. A little too deep on the internet corner there. Oh, I did not need the internet corner for that. Okay. Is this a Noah rating? <laughs> or is this self-proclaimed? It's just or common where, knowledge. Where, where is this rating coming from, Noah? No, it's just common knowledge about show me the meat. You know, Houston suburbs, male strip clubs. Like, who does not know that? Um, people that don't know anything about Houston. Um, you guys are missing out. Uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's all I'll say. Okay, all right. Uh, so this week I watched Enola Holmes, and it was a fine movie. If you're looking for like kind of like a nothing, like semi enjoyable movie, but like not really all that great, fun for the family. <laughs> what a sales pitch! <laughs> I'm just trying to get away from your crappy whatever strip club you're going to conversation. No, that, that was a gold joke, and you guys just didn't know how to value my my. Yeah, we're joke. moving on. We're not moving back. Move, move, move on. There's good yeah, jokes on both sides. Yeah, you know, Noah. Like, so the same night that Chris watched Nola Holmes, Noah and I were going to watch a movie, and we decided against that, and we instead watched the big miss or the wrong Missy. Yeah, because we were like, "Fuck this family crap." <laughs> we got it. But you watch a Happy Madison movie. It was which, good. It was very I just can't good. I just don't believe you. Um I will stand by this like Adam Sandler gets a bad rap. I Cuz he makes bad movies. He definitely made some. Um The Wrong Missy very solid movie. It's funny, it delivers, it packs a punch. Doesn't go it d- d- doesn't like out um outwelcome its stay like I just, in and in. What was that like Groundhog Day movie that Hulu came out with? Palm Springs. Uh, Palm Springs, Springs. yeah. Like it was kind of similar style humor. Like it was actually kind of kind of good. It was just It's just like I can't believe them. Because all of the Netflix movies have been I haven't seen any of them. So like <laughs> yeah, but they've I, all been <laughs> terrible. They have like zero percent rotten tomatoes. Like I'm not watching a zero percent movie. I, I, and I think they're yeah. the last so I have seen Daddy's the Daddy's home movies. Oh no, he's not involved in those, right? I don't think so. Grown ups. Last movie I think I saw was Grown Ups, and that was like just disastrous movie. And then they made a sequel, which was like, how do you make a sequel to that terrible movie? Grown Ups too. And so like, just Adam Sandler just isn't making anything. He is making a lot of money. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, everyone wants Adam Sandler's life. So like, you know, you get paid a lot of money, and then you make. Movies you want to make, where you want to make them. With all your friends. With all your friends, and it's something you love to do. Like, everyone, like, you get to go, it's just a vacation where you made a movie, which is you love making movies. Like, what more would you want? He he, he works a lot. Uh, 
he he definitely hustles, but he probably has like the second best job. Uh, the first one, obviously, being the host of the American Barbecue Showdown. <laughs> uh, where I mean, the best. Barbecue. I mean, if you, you know, if you look at like Adam Sandler's friends that are just in these movies, like they got a great dude. Yeah. They don't have to be good actors. They just be friends with Adam Sandler and be ridiculous. And they get paid, and they don't. They I mean they don't get paid as much as Adam Sandler, but like, they're doing great. He's got a loyal crew. You should watch the uh, sixty minutes interview with him. It was a couple couple months ago. Um, he just comes off amazing. Like he's just such a good guy. Everyone loves him because he takes care of everyone around him. Like he's a total class act. I just wish he'd make better movies. I I don't think he's making movies for you. Similar to Nailed It, there's a lot of people that like the content. Unfortunately, um, but I liked you know. Adam Sandler. Like I like old Adam Sandler movies. Do you still like them? Uh, I watched Waterboy in the last year or two. I liked it. It held up. Yeah, and I like Happy Gilmore's good. Billy Madison is not good. Yeah. Definitely not a Billy Madison fan. I haven't seen like Big Daddy in a while, but I really liked Big Big Daddy back in the day. Then, like, after that, I wasn't really a fan even back in the day, really. Little Nicky. Little Nicky, I liked way more than other people. I didn't know people didn't like that movie yeah, until Little recently. Yeah, Little panned real hard. Because <laughs> I was a kid, and I, like, I don't know. The devil I, with the tits on his head. Yeah, I thought it was fun back in the day. I haven't seen it. And I, I want to leave my memories of Little Nicky where they are in a positive space. <laughs> yeah, I... Probably wouldn't watch. But it then again. there's just like a two decade, three decades, like two and a half decades of like crap. He, like the last yeah. movie I think I saw was like Zohan. That was fucking garbage. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Was that like the sequel to Zohan? <laughs> this going no, <laughs> Zohan. What I'm lost. You don't <laughs> no nothing. I am. We'll see if Adam Sandler does more uncut gems because he clearly. I mean, sometimes performance. he does, like, I really like funny people. He's in yeah, funny people. amazing. Yeah. But, like, that's not an Adam Sandler movie. Like, he's just, right. like. That's a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's also, this, to be honest, the Halloween Netflix movie that he's in that's coming out doesn't look, like, garbage. It looks meh. Is it, like, a real Happy Madison production? or yeah. is it someone, Okay. All right. But, like. It kind of looks more old school Adam Sandler than like Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jack and Jill is one of those like peak, like cringe uh, CGI Adam Sandler everywhere. And <laughs> just like, just all right, terrible. all right. Just terrible. How could you forgive the guy that made that movie? Like, how could you give him any benefit of the doubt to watch any of his movies? I would love to learn because like he's very, like, clearly he knows what he's doing. Right, I don't think Adam Sandler is just pumping shit out to pump shit out because, as you said, like he gets to do what he wants, he want what he wants because, like, he's really good at whatever he puts his hands on. Uh, so I just want to know, like, who is he trying to appeal to at Jack and Jill? They didn't ask that in the sixty minutes interview. <laughs> uh, shockingly, it wasn't the main focus. It seems like, I mean, I'll tell you what he's doing. He's making movies for fourteen-year-old boys. And that's it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. They're like teenage tween boys that still think like a lot of toilet humor is really funny. And I think that's very appropriate. Like, but like you don't have to go as like low as you've never ever seen a movie before, and that's why it's still funny. Like you could still make a funny movie in using tropes that I don't mind. That's great. But like you can't make not funny movies using the tropes and then just like I don't know. Just I wonder if it stretches his like creative range because I'd imagine it's easier to write like a fourteen-year-old comedy movie when you're twenty to thirty than writing when you're fifty to sixty. Yeah, true. I mean, he, I don't understand why he's even writing any of his movies. Just like, yeah, somebody else is probably writing them. I can't imagine. I wonder if he does. I wonder if it's more like a master painter where then you get like a whole like army of painters and you're just going around and like giving direction i don't know i have no idea and uh a lot to learn about adam sandler i, I will try to slide in his dms <laughs> okay all right <laughs> i think i think that's it for us this week 
You can find us on Twitter at it with the sun. You can find us on facebook.com slash you with the sun. You can email us questions, suggestions at who with the sun at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next time. Rochelle, Rochelle, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> a, a girl's journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs>